Hello, everyone, and welcome to the second edition of the New England Travel Journal podcast. Sam and Stavros with you. I know it's been a while. The last time we talked, uh, I think it was maybe, what, maybe 30 degrees outside. Um, and today, as we sit here, the first, uh, well, already approaching the middle of April, believe it or not, um, it's going to be 67 degrees outside and stop. Spring is officially upon us. I know, I know we're all very excited. It was day six this morning, though. I am going to have to say that within about a six-hour window, it, did, it was going to warm up to about 36 to 67 degrees. So that's pretty interesting to see a 30-degree swing in a matter of hours in the spring in New England. It's great, isn't it? It's, you got to love it. I mean, last night um, we had some rain and some freezing rain and, yeah, this came a day after it was about 50 degrees and and beautiful outside, and uh, you gotta love it's it's just New England in the spring. But the key is there's no snow on the ground. For me personally, the golf courses are starting to open, so uh, all is good. Um, so we're just gonna reintroduce ourselves uh, a little bit here. So I'm Sam, and then that's Stavros, and we are the New England Travel Journal podcast is part of the New England Journal collection. Uh, right now that encompasses the Travel Journal and also the New England Seaside Journal. And we are about, well, we're moving up, uh, we're quickly approaching the one-year anniversary of the Seafood Journal. The Travel Journal started uh, a few months later. Uh, so we're about a year into this endeavor with an effort to travel New England, uh, try different seafood restaurants, go to different events, hotels, uh, really just see everything and cover everything that New England has to offer. And um, through the, the first year, everything is, is going pretty much as planned. And really, it's been a lot of, a lot of fun. Oh, for sure. We've gotten a lot of great experiences already. And we've both been pretty busy with uh, our personal lives. So I can't wait to see it when we start getting a little bit more free time on our hands to when this is going to take us, where we're going to end up what part of New England, for how long, what restaurants, what new parks or attractions or places or events. It's already looking like it's going to be a pretty busy season for us as we're constantly getting excited with new things that we're discovering that are happening in New England all this summer. Yeah, and actually I found, uh, I was on Instagram the other day and uh, I found a, a really interesting one on Nantucket. They have, uh, coming up in a couple of weekends, April 26th to 28th, they have their Daffodil Festival, uh, which is something that uh, I think would be a lot of fun to uh, attend at some point. If you haven't been to Nantucket, it's, it's right off of, of Cape Cod, and it's this gorgeous island that looks like it's still set in its uh, whaling days back in the, the 1800s. And uh, it's things like that, I think, that really... Uh, make me excited uh, about what you're doing because there's so many just small town events that you don't necessarily know about. I mean, we know about a few of the ones in Connecticut because that's where we're based out of, but just immersing yourself into this world, you find out about so many different ones. And, and really, I find myself almost every other day, and I, don't, I wonder if it's the same for you, Stav, where I see this event and it's like, wow, I wish... I wish I could make it up there for that. Oh, every time. Every single time. Yeah, 
if we had all the time in the world, we'd probably visit every single event that there is in New England. Multiple times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so a little bit about ourselves, Dad mentioned our, our personal life. A big thing that we're both knocking out uh, in the coming weeks is, is finishing up our master's program. We're both uh, taking classes at the, the University of Hartford, different programs, um, but we're, we're wrapping up those classes there. So we're both really excited about the potential of what we can do once uh, we walk and get our diploma and really shake up our schedule and have all that free time to, to focus more on on the the journal collection yeah we're obviously both really looking forward to it and that's why this summer i think sam is going to be very 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 um, successful for us in that sense because we will get our weekends back we're going to get our weekdays back and we can focus on working through this journal collection that we have started uh we already have a lot of excitement coming in from our friends always sending us uh, pictures of their seafood or places that they visited or talking about, you know, locations that they've been to that we have to go to talking to us about their favorite breweries in the area, their favorite vineyards, and it's great. Uh, there's so much excitement between our friends, our family, and then our contributors that send us a lot of pictures on social media. So. Yeah, and speaking of, of, of social media, so you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. You just have to search New England Travel Journal and New England Seafood Journal. You'll find us that way. Uh, we're also looking for advertisers, partners. You can email us, nejournalcollection at gmail.com or send us a message on social media. Uh, we're, we're look, we really want to work with a lot of the small businesses in New England and um, help them as well gain some more notoriety. So as we talked about, Stav, it's spring. Uh, so today could be that first day where we flirt with 70 here in the Connecticut area as we record this podcast on um, just before 10 o'clock right now on April the 6th, uh, Saturday. What is your, your favorite part of spring? I know I have a few things that I really enjoy about the season, but for you, what stands out in a New England spring? Oh, quite honestly, just the chance to be outside, the chance to go hiking, we've already taken advantage of that. We've gone hiking in a nearby trail a couple of times already this year. Uh, the trails are obviously a little bit muddy still, but it's fantastic being able to spend the day outdoors, you know, in the woods, getting to see some bright blue sky, starting to see all the trees bud and all the bushes start growing and the shrubs and everything. It's just a great feeling just spend time outside that's honestly the best part it, it, it really is i mean i know last week you went up what talcott mountain right in simsbury connecticut or yeah the, yeah that's a pretty nice quick hike it only takes about 25 minutes to get to the top uh but the views are incredible of the farmington valley area the rest of the valley is pretty flat so you can see miles ahead miles away from where you are and the towers yeah. happened to be closed the weekend that we went. But mm. normally in the summer, you could climb all the way. You could walk all the way up the steps to the top of the tower and get an even better view of the whole central Connecticut area. You have a 360-degree panoramic view from the top of the tower. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's pretty remarkable, that view. I've, I've done the hike myself a few times. And 
you, you can see all the way into to Springfield, or into the Springfield, Massachusetts area. I think you can see the, uh, another great hike if you're interested in hikes in the, the central Connecticut, western Mass area. You can see all the way to Mount Tom uh, in one direction. It's, it, is a, it is a remarkable view. What always gets me, I'm not sure if you saw any while you were up there, but when you do that hike, you have, you know, you, you got families walking up there, people with dogs, all these different types, and then you also got the daredevils up there. You got the people just jumping off in the hang gliders right off the cliff. <laughs> It's uh, it's 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 always an interesting uh, scene up there. So I've never actually seen them jumping off while I've been hiking, but I have seen them jumping off the cliff as I was driving by on Nod Road. You know, uh, during a random day, I've seen them jump off the cliff and hang right away. I've seen it from the ground view. I haven't seen it from the <laughs> cliff view. I'm sure it's a pretty interesting experience, though. I mean, as someone personally who is afraid of heights and likes to stand at least five feet away from the edge on the Talca Mountain Trail, because once you get up there uh, on the trail, there's no fence in front of you. It's just you and then the drop-off. Um, so someone personally who stands about five feet away, to see this person right next to you just launching themselves over the cliff, it's, it's a what-are-you-doing moment for me. So, um, yeah, so you did that. Um, we did. I did another great hike. There's the Castle Craig hike in, in Meriden, which is a really good one. Uh, get a little bit of different view. Um, and it's, it's funny to me just the difference that spring is in, these, in different areas of, of New England. Uh, a couple days after spring started, I was up in the Littleton, New Hampshire area, and I was there right after they got an additional foot of snow. They had two feet of snow. So while we're down here in Connecticut beginning to enjoy green grass and trees budding, different parts of New England, they're still very much in ski season. It's, it's always, to me, a very interesting contrast that we have in this region. Yeah, it's, it's, we definitely enjoyed a little bit of the warmer weather while you were up in Littleton. We did get a little bit of snow. I think it was a, a nice little dusting that kind of melted away in the late morning and then just came into just a wet mess. So while you were still, you know, you had these nice, clean views of snow-covered scapes, we had this sloppy, wet, muddy mess. <laughs> yeah. But the best part about that is even when you get that sloppy mess, it's going to be gone in, in 24, 48 hours. It's going to melt away. The 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 best part about was going up to Littleton for me um, was the fact that I got the great views with the fresh snow, and uh, it was gorgeous while I was up there, but I knew in about 48 hours I was coming down to a state where I was going to see green grass, and theoretically I could play golf later in that week if I'd wanted to. It was, it was nice to see it and then to get away from it. As, as soon as spring hits for me, it's kind of, I know a lot of people that might be listening still like to do the skiing and everything, but as, once March hits for me, get the snow out of here. I want to start getting outside and, and going on these different types of hikes and different types of things we were just talking about. So you are listening to the New England Travel Journal podcast. This is episode two, Sam and Stavros with you. Uh, don't forget you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, you can search New England Travel Journal, New England Seafood Journal, to find us, advertise, partner with us. To do that, send us an email at nejournalcollection at gmail.com or a message uh, with us on social media. So um, recently we've done some new things that we're going to get into in a minute here. We also 
have a few things upcoming. We have a, a, a media partnership that we want to tell you about a little bit, um, as well as um, we have a visit to a hotel in Marblehead, Massachusetts coming up. So a lot of exciting things on the docket for us. Also, um, I'll just throw this plug in right now, an article coming not too far from now. I talked with the Wooden Whale Company, a guy out on uh, out in Hyannis on the Cape who spends his days carving wooden whales. So uh, an article will be coming on him in not too long. So stay tuned for that. Uh, so, Stav, let's, let's tap into the seafood side of things now that we're getting back into the warm weather uh, a little bit. Uh, Cousin Maine Lobster, they originated in Maine, and you got a chance to, to visit the food truck in Connecticut not too long ago. Yes, so the cousins themselves are from Maine originally, and um, I believe it's Sabin moved out to California when he was in his early college career. <clears throat> and then um, the second cousin, I can't remember his name right now, went out and visited him, and as all great ideas start, they were a few years deep in a bar, and they decided to open up a food truck that brought the uh, classic Maine lobster to the West Coast, and they were greatly successful. They started franchising, opening up uh, brick-and-mortar locations, and other food trucks around the country. And just last year, the county opened up a food truck in Connecticut. They had a lot, Cousins Maine Lobster food truck open up in Maine a few years back, but I think that was the only one in New England for the time. I got a chance to go visit them when they came up to central Connecticut and bought our first of two lobsters of the season. They're definitely, <laughs> there's going to be many, many more this summer, but they were a great, great way to start the year, uh, end of March, for lobster rolls, that's probably the earliest I've ever gone and got a lobster roll in my life, the earliest time of the year anyways. We got one Connecticut-style lobster roll and a main lobster roll. The Connecticut-style, obviously, toasted bun, warm lobster meat with drizzled with uh, hot butter. And then the main one had more like the lobster salad style, even though the bun was toasted as well. It had a little bit of mayo on the inside of the bun and a lobster meat on top, and then a lemon was just a spritz a little bit of lemon on it. But, again, they were great lobster rolls. We got a main root beer with natural cane sugar that is imported from Brazil, and that was absolutely delicious. Uh, and also we got the uh, clam chowder that was impacted with delicious New England clams. Uh, so that was a great, great, uh, great little meal we had. Yeah, and and it's exciting because... As mentioned, this this started out as a seafood in, endeavor for us, and sort of branched into the Travel Journal along with the Seafood Journal. And you, you're starting to see, and I know it's making me excited, and I'm sure you as well. All these different seasonal uh, seafood places are beginning to post about when they're going to open up for the season, and uh, there's a ton of them coming. I know I just saw this morning that Lobster Landing. Um, which is my favorite place to get a lobster roll in, in Connecticut, uh, down in Clinton. They're opening up um, next Friday, and I know some places have already opened, and others, if they haven't opened already, are going to be opening in the next week or two. So it, it's a really exciting time. You mentioned, you know, what our favorite parts are of spring, where you just get the warm weather and you can start to go outside. Uh, another great part is just you're seeing New England 
uh, in a sense, come back to life uh, with a lot of these seasonal places uh, reopening and people going from the inside to the outside. It's, it's an exciting time to be in the Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, the best part, I would say, I would argue the best part of being in New England is being as close to the water as you can. And that's where we're going to spend the majority of our time. Obviously, this summer, we're going to be visiting a lot of the coastal towns where we want to do a tour of the Connecticut coastline, go visit all the uh, famous and popular seafood restaurants. We want to go check out all the, all of that the Connecticut shore has to offer. We've been to Rhode Island quite a few times over the past few decades. There's a lot of great spots that we like to go to there. We're going to spend time in the Cape, middle of June, right, Sam? We're going to go to... Uh, Cape Cod for a few days for a nice extended weekend, and then hopefully yes. we're going to make our way all the way up the coast to, to Maine at some point to uh, get Maine lobster fresh off of the lobster boats. Yeah, that's uh, I always. It's what I love about New England is you can, and if you're listening to this and you haven't visited the region yet, um, what's so great about it is you can. Be to the coast within hours, no matter where you are, uh, within a day, with that, within a half a day, really, or even a quarter of a day, whatever it may be. But you can also be in the mountains in that short amount of time. Uh, there's there's just so many options as far as what you can do in New England. You could you could really you could spend. If you came to New England for a week, say you're from the Midwest, and you came to the New England for a week-long vacation, you could spend the first half of the vacation um, in the White Mountains in New Hampshire. After the third or fourth day, you could drive yourself to the Cape and spend three, four days there. And You're in the same region, but you just get such a different feel, and it's, it's really they're not that far apart. It's what I think makes this area so special and unique. Oh, yeah, I, I definitely agree. There's never a shortage of things to do, places to visit, food to eat. It's, uh, it's a great, great variety of things that you can do any time of the year, really. You're never going to be bored when you come to New England. No, no, that, that's, that's for sure. So um, speaking of some new things we did, um, one of our contributors recently uh, got to go on this really cool uh, Eagle Watch with uh, what's called River Quest and the Connecticut River Eco Tours. And it's something I had done, no, oh, maybe 15 years ago, uh, 10 years ago, somewhere in that range. And just wanted to mention that a little bit. It's this, um, believe it or not, the the Connecticut River, which um, goes through uh, Essex, is a hot spot for eagles uh, over the winter. So one of our contributors got a chance to take the the Eagle Watch cruise with them, had a wonderful time. Um, and what's great about it is you might think, well, I don't know about cruising down the Connecticut River in the middle of winter, but you're in this enclosed boat for the most part, and then when you want to go out and take a look at the outside, you just step outside the cabin, you get cold, you can uh, go right back in. And they got to see this unbelievable, it was described in, as, a, as a National Geographic-type moment where a, a younger eagle was guarding a, a fish that they had caught, and this full-grown adult eagle in the classic colors swooped in and uh, tried to take the fish away, and they had this whole big aerial attack and, or fight, and uh, it was just very, very cool to see. Um, 
So you can check that out by if you want by searching Connecticut River Ecotours. We wanted to give them a shout out. Um, thanks to Mark and Mindy uh, for for having us. And it's not just eagle cruises that they do. They so that one leaves from the Connecticut River Museum, which is excellent itself in Essex. But from April to October, they they offer a variety of different cruises. Um, they do a full moon cruise. And they also do a tree swallow sunset cruise. Uh, those cruises uh, leave from Eagle Landing State Park in Haddam, Connecticut, which is across from the famous Goodspeed Opera House. Um, and they've invited us back, so hopefully we can uh, make it for, for one of those over the summer. I'm really interested in the, the tree swallow sunset cruise. Um, I think that one uh, could be a lot of fun. And this just goes back Scott, to those things that you, you, you just discover as you, you, you go about this business it's not something i knew about the eagle watch cruise but i had no idea about these other cruises uh that they did there's just so many options out there for people to do really really cool things and have neat experiences oh yeah definitely i know that my family's done a we've done an outing in the past when we were quite a bit younger you start off in essex and take a steam train you ride up along the Connecticut River, about 45 minutes, and they take you to some port. You hop off and you get on a cruise boat. It was more of a, this was more of a wine and uh, foliage tour, more for the adults in our family at the time. But we, as you know, adolescents kind of enjoyed it as well. We got to hang out on the top, top level of the boat. We got to run around a little bit because there was a little bit of space, and we got to see some nice views of the Connecticut River while the adults enjoyed themselves downstairs and enjoyed everything that they had to, <laughs> to drink. Um, I remember they did feed us as well a little bit on the cruise. It wasn't a full meal, but it was some snacks, and it was just a good time overall. And obviously, to be at home after you spent about two hours on the river, everyone's kind of tired out. You get back on the train, and it's more of a calm and relaxing ride all the way back to the station in Essex, and it's just a great time, especially to be a really good weather. So I definitely would recommend that. Yeah, I think the last time I went to the Essex uh, train station was uh, for one of the Thomas the Tank Engine days. It used to be. I've a, never, I've never, I've never been for that. Oh yeah, I was sure a, uh, I was a frequent visitor in my uh, single-digit years of the Thomas the Tank Engine days. I was. Yeah, I don't know if I spent more time watching that show or the uh, Disney Davy Crockett movie. <laughs> I had quite the I had quite the upbringing. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, Anyways, um, so this is the New England Travel Journal podcast. Sam and Stav with you. Um, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, um, New England Travel. Just search us, New England Travel Journal, or New England Seafood Journal. If you want to partner with us, advertise with us, email us at any journal collection at gmail.com or a message on social media and we'll get back to you and figure something out. Um, we definitely want to work with as many uh, businesses and events and hotels and really anything that New England has to offer. All right, so before we wrap this up, this is uh, podcast number two. We have uh, a couple things on the docket. We mentioned the, the article with the wooden whale company. We're going to have some more podcasts uh, coming up. We're going to try to set up some uh, interviews 
interview-style podcasts with uh, people in the region. Um, I know we've touched on this before, so I don't want to go too far into it, but we have a stay at a getaway in New Hampshire coming up. Uh, so we're going to highlight some of the things to do at the getaway. Um, Stav, you, you went to the getaway originally, so why don't you uh, just remind people a little bit about what that is. Yeah, so the getaway home, as the official name is, it's this campground. It's a great little campground. It's a collection of little tiny homes that are on wheels, and they place some, I would say, about, 20 yards away from each other, and they kind of space them out in the woods, and everybody gets their own little campsite with a fire pit, firewood already provided in the box for you, nice and dry, ready to start your fire. <clears throat> you get a couple of Adirondack chairs and a picnic table, and you have everything you need to spend your time, your weekend, your week in the outdoors, in the middle of the woods, but you also have all the, the creature comforts that you would expect living in a house. You have heating and AC, you have a bed, you have a full functioning bathroom, full shower, all the amenities. You have a nice little stovetop range to cook anything you want. You have a little mini fridge that you could store your food, fruits, cold beverages. You have running water and sink. You have, they provide you with cutlery, pots, pans, plates. They even have a little snack bar that you could purchase uh, food, snacks, coffee, tea, hot cocoa, anything you want. So you're, you can be in the woods, you can get lost in the woods, but also enjoy just all the comforts of being at home. And the best part about these tiny homes is the layout is fantastic. They have your bed right next to a window that is the size of one of the walls in the tiny home. So you can fall asleep looking out into the woods, looking out into the night sky. You can look at the moon and the stars, and you have a great time. You fall asleep all calm. There, You don't really get to see any of the other campsites at night. And then in the morning, you could wake up, and you wake up with this beautiful view of the woods, and it's quiet, and it's clean, and it's pure. And the whole idea is to go to the getaway and to unplug from your phone and relax and just enjoy being in nature. But you don't have to spend that time cold in a tent, sleeping on the ground. <laughs> Is that how you feel about camping stuff? <laughs> Maybe. I'm not going to say. I, I, I do. It does hit me every spring. I'm like, well, you know, because I always hear about people who go camping, and I haven't done it in a long time. And it, it is, it, It's a really affordable way go to a lot of cool places and then and then it enters my mind what you just said <laughs> about the camping where it's cold <laughs> and on the ground I, I always go back and forth with it because I do have a tent and I, I should use it uh, more than I do and, and yeah so obviously staff had a great experience so I'm going to get up there and um, this time the focus is going to be on the stuff you can do in the area of, of the getaways um, we already have a piece www.newengland.com traveljournal.com. Uh, Check it out, a, a piece about the getaway. Um, this one is going to be more focused on the stuff you can do in the area. So many outdoor things that you can do. Uh, so we're going to highlight some of those places, some places to eat, some places to go get your hiking in, um, do a little shopping and uh, uh, stuff along those lines. Also, um, we're going to have one of our contributors. They're going to head up to the Hotel Marblehead. They were 
uh, nice enough to invite us uh, there. So uh, we're still working on the dates on when that is going to happen. That's in Marblehead, Massachusetts, a uh, wonderful place along the shore. So we're looking forward to the photos and uh, the write-up uh, that we're going to get from that. And then um, this was big for us, Dav. Our, our first uh, official partnership, uh, it's, it's a media partnership with Mystic Eats, which honestly, a, a little personal story, I stumbled upon by accident uh, last September. I was going to propose to my fiance, and I wanted to do it in Mystic, Connecticut. And on the day that I was trying to get her down there, I went to, I searched Mystic Events, and they had this Mystic Eats Festival, so we went down, and it was a good front for what would come later on, and we're excited to partner with them. Uh, we're going to have some content on the website as that comes closer. That's September 6th to 8th, and then we're also going to have some ticket giveaways uh, with that, so keep your eyes out on Instagram and Facebook and different platforms uh, for that, and uh, I know we both love the Mystic area, so we're we're really excited about uh, the chance to to work with them. Oh, very excited! We've both grown up, obviously spending many weekends going down to the shore with our families, and Mystic was always a spot that I know personally we visited at least a couple times a year. It's always great to go walk around, walk across the Mystic Bridge get some great seafood down there, and then top it all off with uh, ice cream from the Mystic Drawbridge Ice Cream Shop. So we're very excited, like Sam said. This is our first official partnership, and we are super excited to just get to enjoy the event with all the rest of you. So we hope to see everybody there. Yeah, more more details coming on that, and uh, we'll let you know when the, the giveaways start, um, probably sometime in in August, and um, we'll we'll get the ball rolling from there. And we, um, you know, we're talking to some other organizations and people around New England. So hopefully, uh, more stuff uh, like this to come. Uh, Stav, any any final thoughts? Glad enjoy this uh, spring weather today. Uh, just very excited to get to spend time outside and go chase those lobster rolls. <laughs> lobster rolls and anything else that spring in New England has to offer. All right, so this has been uh, podcast number two of the New England Travel Journal podcast. Sam and Stavros, thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to check us out, uh, www.newenglandtraveljournal.com. You can also get to the Seafood Journal from that page as well. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook, New England Seafood Journal and New England Travel Journal. Just search those. Um, you want to work with us, let us know, and uh, we'll get the conversation started. Um, a lot of exciting things on tap for us. Spring is underway, and uh, thanks for listening. Sam and Stavro signing off, the New England Journal, uh, New England Travel Journal podcast. <laughs>